Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Thank God hockey season starts tomorrow, dude, so I can forget about the shameful Giants loss <laughs> that just happened minutes ago. Minutes dude, ago. my heart is crushed. I'm sorry for your loss, dude. My even year t-shirt goes in the garbage. Yep. Dude. Uh, you have to come up with another mathematical formula. <laughs> Only so in, so disappointing, only but in prime number of years. It's over. It's over. It's over. And the full focus now is on 49ers football. Dude. Now, <laughs> let's really focus on this. It's a one in four Niners. That's right. Kaepernick's going to start. They're going to showcase how bad he is to the world. Are we done with the NFL yet, dude? Uh, hockey time. It's a dude. hockey podcast. Sharks dude. and Kings, dude. Sharks and Kings tomorrow. Tomorrow night, the beginning. The first game of the season at home. It's going to be exciting. We have a lot to talk about. We have lots of Sharks news to talk about. Of course, we will do our season preview. We will do our fantasy draft. Doug is holding the Vegas Cup aloft. That's right. Undefeated, dude. Here it is. You'll never touch it, although I'm sure you touch it when I'm not here. And I'm talking about the Cup. That's what I'm talking about, dude. I'm sure you touched this Vegas Cup. I'm glad you clarified that, dude. Well, Thank you. A little out of context. Yeah. That could be, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm talking to you or Billy Bush. That's right. You never know <laughs> when these tapes will come up later. That's in my right. Illustrious <laughs> to be to be decided. <laughs> when we're running for president, dude. Right. I'm sure there's no tape that would ever incriminate us. <laughs> I don't know. We, we've we've sung some pretty horrible songs on here in the last. Uh, They've been good songs. Several years. Dude, we, we've we've done well. Good song. We've done well. We've done. But dude, just I did not lose the Vegas Cup this year. So for that, for me, that's a win. You didn't, dude. But I didn't you lose. have not drank the sweet nectar from the Vegas Cup. Well, I gotta walk before I can run. <laughs> so I didn't lose. You took now the it's tie and win. now you're gonna win? Now it's time to win. Oh dude. We'll see how that goes in okay. the draft a little bit later. Sure, sure, sure. All right, dude. Um well, let us begin with our illustrious San Jose Sharks, dude, and specifically, we're going to talk about a Sharks alumni that, to my surprise, retired a Shark. Dan Boyle came back. He, I don't know if, you know, they actually signed the contract, but he retired as a Shark. They had the press conference. He sat next to Doug Wilson. I watched the whole thing. Why are you surprised? Because I didn't. I didn't feel like he left under the most friendly of terms. Of course, everybody knows it's it's a business, right? But I think when he left, he wanted to play more. And he wanted a couple of years, at least according to the reports at the time, if I remember correctly, he wanted to play two more years, which is the deal he signed with the Rangers. And the Sharks weren't willing to offer him two more years. So I can't imagine he was thrilled by leaving. And yet he came back. So clearly bridges weren't entirely burned. So for that, I am, I'm thrilled, you know, and obviously I think in some random podcast, we talked about the fact that he sold his house. I know at that point we were sort of holding out hope that he might return to the area. And now he comes back a shark. I read in uh, Pierre Lebrun's column, he's building a house here. He's moving his family back to the Bay area. And as he said in the press conference, he was going to be a full-time dad for a while. He's not going to go into 
uh, into hockey in some other capacity quite yet. He wants to chill out and take his kids to school. And for that, I salute him. And I'm, I couldn't be more thrilled that he decided to come back and retire as a shark. I just think that's the coolest thing. Maybe your random run-ins with the Boyle clan at breakfast will continue, dude. Dude, look at that shirt. You got the DB22 shirt I'm wearing on. wearing my Boyle shirt. That's right. Of course, dude. Well, I'm not surprised he retired a shark. I think he left Tampa Bay on even worse terms. Absolutely. Um, if you could say he left San Jose on, on bad terms. I think he probably felt like he had unfinished business here mm-hmm. and wanted to be a part of winning a cup here, which still has not happened, but um, he certainly was not going to retire a Ranger. wouldn't say that went very well. <laughs> yeah. And he would not retire a Florida Panther. So I think that the choice was easy between which team he would retire with. And especially he fell in love with the Bay Area. Dude, he fell in love with us. Yes. The he's, dudes on Hockey he's Podcast. Certainly, he certainly did. And uh, now he's closer to home. And by home, I mean us. And <laughs> we're... We're so grateful. How stalkery is that, he's getting out? Uh, no, it's not stalkerish at all. I, okay. I, I, if anybody has his address, send it to us. Look for that mound of dirt that's starting to be <laughs> built, and then you know that's his home. Uh, it was exciting. He's the man, dude. We have made it no secret. Our our NHL man crush for Dan Boyle, he's a, he was a great shark, and he's a, an all-around cool dude. Mm-hmm. And I'm stoked that he's here. And I think eventually, dude, you could see Dan Boyle ending up being part of the Sharks management or coaching staff or possibly even a broadcaster. He seems like maybe he's kind of cut out for that. Depends on what he wants to do. Um, I think the man has made quite a bit of money and certainly is in no rush to to get back out there and get away from his, his family. So good on him, dude. Good on him. And I think you're right. I, I, everybody talked about how he was such a good quote. He was a very uh, sort of unvarnished opinion about how things went. I know Kurz mentioned it. I think other, other media personnel have mentioned it, how he's always you know, sort of spoke his mind at the end of games, and, and he might have a future in media. We'll see. We'll see. I, I certainly wish him luck in whatever he does. And, dude, I have a new goal. The new goal is to get DB22 on the podcast. Let us make it so. I don't know how that's possibly going to happen, especially since that restraining order is still in effect. <laughs> but Well, I see you walking around schools all the time, so we know anything's possible. Dude, that's Megan's Law. That's different. <laughs> dude, that's different. turned very dark. Yes. All, right. all of a sudden, when we're trying to celebrate <laughs> Dan Boyle's retirement after a wonderful career as an undrafted defenseman, which is really amazing. Yeah, I think something he talked about in his press conference and then an interview on CSN and Bay Area afterwards is, you know, his motivation, his drive. He played with a chip on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. And at every turn, I think he felt like nobody really believed in him. And that's where his work ethic came from. So, um his passion for the game, his constant motor, his feistiness. I like watching uh, him him throw down, I think, with uh, Derek Broussard. Yeah, beat the crap out of Derek Broussard. <laughs> on some of those great. clips, dude. So uh, good times, dude. Good times. And great shark. And congrats, DB22. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I was really happy to see that. And it it uh, it, it certainly warmed my heart. So uh, who knows? Maybe he'll, we'll see him in the A-League at Shark Size. Maybe if he wants to keep playing, he might... Uh, you know, huh? Kyle, Kyle McLaren was playing in the A-League at Shark's Ice there for a while. 
but I don't know if he's playing there anymore. But anyway, maybe he wants you know dust off the skates, get out there. I'm sure, I'm sure his old uh, teammates will be happy to you know mess around with him a little bit on the ice. Anyway, um, dude, there's lots more Sharks news. It's been a little while since we've recorded, and now the Sharks have made final cuts. Uh, dude, are there any surprises in terms of the final roster? Um, not really. I would say the roster is essentially the same roster they played within the Stanley Cup finals, except for no James Reimer, who's not on the team. Right. And they have Schlemko instead of Polak. Mm -hmm. And they've added Mikel Bodker. So, no, I think it's about as predictable as you could have made it. I think the illness of Timo Meyer may have dampened some of our expectations of a young player cracking into the lineup and maybe pushing out either Wingles or Matt Nieto or Melker Carlson. Not to say that won't happen as the season progresses, but you know, young players like Kevin LeBanc had a good camp mm-hmm. and it wasn't enough. And Marcus Sorensen, we heard a little bit about, but he was one of the first to get sent back. And he got cut pretty early and Honestly, I, I don't mind this at all. Like, unless there's a regular role to be played, like for for LeBlanc, if he's not going to be playing 15, 16 minutes, what's the point? Right. Because this guy looks like he can really light it up. Yes. And so, I yeah, I'd like to see him and Meyer and uh, Goudreau and Goldobin right. just light up the AHL mm-hmm. and gain some confidence, gain some chemistry, play together instead of just playing sporadic minutes at the NHL level. So I don't, this doesn't bug me at all. I mean, in terms of how the roster shook out, are you concerned about anything or surprised? I'm a little surprised because it certainly seemed like the storyline going into camp was that there, you know, it's an open, open tryout, right? You know, there's chances for young guys to make the roster and then, Michael Haley makes the roster. But Michael Haley is that extra forward that who cares if he's had five course lights and <laughs> isn't able to play the next night because you're not counting on him anyways. Yeah. So I, I think Michael Haley, if he plays 18 games, who cares? Right. Like if Goldolbin is on the road trip for five game road trip and doesn't play a single game, that's wasted development, I think. And you know, I uh, something that Kevin Kurz has talked about with uh, how the Sharks may have mishandled Mirko Mueller, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, treated him in that kind of role and just didn't let him play and had right. him around or playing him really sporadically. And now his development has been stalled mm-hmm. where he's been passed by Dylan DeMello. Right. And, and, and now he's a little bit at sea. Mm-hmm. So um I think this is this is probably the right decision but I wouldn't be surprised if if some of these young guys well we will see them there'll be injuries dude we'll see them. Yeah. And I think the encouraging part is that we saw that some of them are capable of being part of the regular rotation now if they needed to be. Like right. I think if LeBanc had made the roster I don't think anybody would have like said that he didn't deserve it. Sure. Right? Sure. Actually, the one guy I'm a little, I'm most surprised since Meyer obviously got sick. I think he has mono, so he's going to be out for weeks. But 
the the guy I really thought of this of this group that had the best chance to make it, I thought was Barkley Goodrow because he he was the best player on the Barracuda, and he did have some history at being a fairly successful player on the big club. You know, the previous year when the roster allowed it, and I thought he might make it and they might take a look at him instead of a guy like Wingles Hernieto, who I feel like is sort of a known quantity at this point, where Barkley Goodrow is still very young, though, and maybe they're doing exactly what you thought, which is they want to make sure he gets a lot of time and he continues to develop. Right. They also may not want to be depreciating some of their assets. If if you keep Goudreau now and you waive Carlson, you know, does mm-hmm. Carlson really have no, like, is Carlson a waiver wire guy? Right. I mean, I think they probably feel like, you know, if they're going to lose some of these guys, they want to not have their value be zero. Like we've seen uh, around the NHL, you know, some decent players hitting, you know, Pete, P.A. Parentow hitting the waiver wire. That's surprising. You know, that was surprising, and the Devils said, yes, thank you. Right, you know what I mean? Sure. It took him for free on a pretty good contract. So I don't think the Sharks wanted to be in that position. They didn't have a, a situation where Goudreau was just clearly, uh, you know, leaps and bounds better than than some of these guys. So they had the option. They took it. We will see them during the season – you know, we may see them lose one or two of their veteran forwards to injury or to trade. You know, mm-hmm. I think the the thing that I maybe expected the most in the last twenty four hours is that the Sharks might put in a claim on one of the goalies, which they obviously didn't because right. Pittsburgh got Mike Condon. That's right, and the Sharks would have been right in front of Pittsburgh right. for that waiver wire claim, and they didn't do it. Right, which honestly, I'm surprised. Like. They they must like Aaron Dell, you know, to to not make that move. I I guess you're right. I, I, the thing about Mike Condon is, you know, Carey Price got hurt. You know, he was a he was a claim. You know, he played for the uh, Canadians last year. Price got hurt. Condon played forty five games or something. And he more. played even more than that. I mean, more he played that. fifty plus games. Fifty games, and he was twenty one and twenty five or something like. That. I mean, he was under five hundred, right? Yeah, the save Canadian, percentage was under nine ten. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, not great numbers. So, if right, so I guess the reason you claim him is you claim him because you want a guy that you know can play in the NHL for fifty games, but you sort of think that about all your goalies, right? And and you're right, sub nine ten is not a great save percentage especially on a team that was planning on making the playoffs. <laughs> True. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's not like you're salivating at the waiver wire and going, oh, Mike Condon, I must <laughs> pick him up. You know. Well, certainly the name occurred to me because I'm like, this guy played a lot of games last year, right? I mean, if he was, was really terrible, I'm sure the Canadians could have brought in somebody else. And they did, actually, because they yeah. signed Al Montoya right. to basically be Al the replacement. Montoya. I know. So, it's amazing. I mean, they weren't impressed right. either. Right. So they went to make the move to replace him, and they got rid of him for free. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess there's a reason why some of these players got, got put on waivers, dude. Uh, the Jets sh- finally cut ties with... They did, and you know, I think if the Sharks had had more cap room, maybe that might have been somebody that they. Dude, that guy's got a be, terrible contract, though. Yeah, I know, but I think this is the end of it, though. This is the last year, but you don't. They're not in a position to do something like that, and I guess you. They probably feel that they could go out and get somebody later if need be, but kind of a 
that's the riskiest spot that they're in right now. Mm-hmm. I think is if something happens to Martin Jones, right? You know, the Sharks will be in a in a bad position to either way overpay to trade for some retread like Ryan Miller mm-hmm. or uh, seeking backup help at the deadline if Aaron Dell turns out to be a dud. Aaron right. Dud. Yeah, right. But maybe he'll surprise, dude. Maybe he will surprise. Right. I know I've talked about before, but my only my only hesitation with Aaron Dell is that I'm I'm worried that the Sharks are not going to want to play him, and then they're going to overplay Martin Jones. They're going to play Jones sixty games or sixty five games or whatever. And you know, this is a team built for the playoffs. This is a team that wants to win a cup and and is built really to go deep. I know we've talked about how they're even better, and I'm just. That's that's my one worry. And if you get a guy like Mike Condon, who may not be the may not be the second coming of Ken Dryden, okay, I'll give you that. But you know, if you know this guy can play fifty games, then you may be willing to lean 50 on him. Fifty crappy games, okay. <laughs> but thirty out of fifty. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they're gonna they're gonna give it a shot. You know, I think they will play him early and see. I think that the Sharks have to do that. They yeah. have to play him early and see. Because if he if he hasn't got it, then they're gonna either have to turn to Groznik or the the model, yeah, or Marco Samel. They'll uh, they'll have to go shopping, dude. They'll have to go shopping. Well, I mean they they're gonna have to. Let's see what. Let's look at this road trip. Oh I'm, man! I mean they're gonna play at home and then they're gonna go on this long road trip, right? right. They're gonna go on a on a road trip to start the season um, against. Columbus, the Rangers, the Islanders, Pittsburgh, and Detroit. Yeah, he'll play is, one of those New York games, dude. I think you're He's right. going to play probably against the Island. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's my guess. And he could even, I mean, I could even see him drawing in against Detroit. Mm-hmm. You know, so of the first six, he'll play at least one. Right. And my guess is the Island, dude. Yeah, that's a good guess. So, yeah, I'd go with that too. I I hope they do anyway because I I wouldn't I wouldn't be. Super stoked to see Jones play all seven coming no, back home again. No, no, at the no, end of the month, dude, I don't think they'll do that. I think they learned. They saw last year he was getting run down, and that's why they traded for James Reimer. Yeah, you know, I mean, they saw what was happening to him, and Reimer played quite a bit. Reimer played his way into a hefty contract, dude. He certainly did. So, yeah, which I'm sure is going to affect our Vegas Cup draft, dude. Are you ready? I'm ready. The question is, how fast can we do this? Because I personally believe this is the most boring segment of the year. Dude, people love it. There's Vegas on the line, dude. And, dude, yeah. what is exciting about Vegas next year? That we could see the Vegas... I don't... What, what are they? The Brown Knights? What, what's the name? Dude, what a horrible nickname. <laughs> I hope that that's not it. It's one of those nights. Dude, Yeah. not only... We're raising the stakes for this year's bet. What? Dude, I'm already in the hole here. We're raising the stakes. Oh, no. What? How are we raising the stakes? And how can I get out of it? <laughs> the loser. Yeah. The loser must run nude. No, onto no. The ice. Dude, no. <laughs> no, no. Go no further. Right, never mind. Okay, dude. You as the still reigning loser. I know get either first pick or you get to take the second and third picks, dude. What are you going to do? Dude, last year I took the first pick and I took the lightning. This year, am I going to be equally stupid? 
The answer is no. I'm going to let you go first. And I will take the lightning. I know that you would. <laughs> of course you would. All right. Which is my number one pick. So I will take the Blackhawks, and I will take the Capitals. Whoa. Dude, you, you hate the Capitals. I know. I can't believe... Th- I actually... I cannot believe that that just happened. I, it's surprising, isn't it? All right. I will take Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know Crosby hurt his head, right? I do. Okay. Hurt his head. I know. Well... His head's it, sore. Sore right now. I know. Is, does that mean he's out for the year? You never, I, mean, well, I don't these know. These things happen. He could be out for a couple weeks, dude. He could... He and, could... Yeah. He could be back. And he uh, could be Nathan Horton. <laughs> Okay, go on. Uh, I will also take Florida. Florida, eh? That's okay. That's a little surprising. Okay, dude. I will take the stars. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have taken this. Niami, Niami, and goal (laughs) equals no chance. (laughs) Yeah, you're kind of right about that. Um... Do it. Do it. I know you want to do it. Do, <laughs> do what? it. What? What? Do what? Do it. Do it. Do I, I know what you're going to say. You think I'm going to take the Kings here? I'm not taking the Ducks. I have. I want no part of it. Do it. I'll take the Rangers. Oh, that was not what I thought you were going to say. Um, I will take... This is... this. Uh, I'm going to take Nashville... Okay. And I will take the Ducks. Okay. Uh, Okay, so that means I will take the Kings here. Um, Poopy, poopy Kings. Poopy, poopy Kings. And you know what I'm going to take? I'm going to take the Minnesota Wild right here. Bruce Boudreaux, good in the regular season, but bad in the playoffs. You know they'll make it and lose in the first round. But, hey, we're like halfway through. So <laughs> if they make the playoffs, I'm actually I'm actually drafting well here. Um, I will take the Bruins. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe not as funny as my next pick. Okay. You can take the Blues. Montreal. <laughs> That's even funny. No, it's not. Montreal, dude. They're, they're going to miss the playoffs. No, they're not. Yes, they are, dude. You you got to look at. I'm not telling. You, I'll tell you my. No, I'm not telling you my strategy. I want you to continue <laughs> to your, lose. Tell no. me your strategy. No. Tell me your. Strategy. No. All right. All right. Um, that means I am going to take. I can't. I'm not taking. I'm not taking the Blues. I'm going to take the Island. And I will take. I'll take the flames. No! No! <laughs> that makes me sad. That's my sleeper. That makes me sad inside. I picked Dallas last year. I was I so know. smart. And I I'm going to do it again this year. I know. Well, Taking I like that pick, dude. I was kind of hoping you'd, you'd sleep on it a little bit. Nope. But uh, you are wise. They're going to win the cup for sure. I also took Dallas. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Oh, man, dude. Now we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, I'm going to have to go uh, St. Louis, and I will also take the, oh, God, 
the Philadelphia Flyers. All right. <laughs> yeah, this is like really bad teams now, so I'm going to take Edmonton. Because <laughs> why not? This, this is going to be the year. And I'll take the Wings. Go ahead. I will take the Buffalo Sabres. Okay. And the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. That would probably that might very well be. Nope. Watch them the make the team. playoffs. Watch them beat the Oilers. That might be the one team I would not take under any circumstances. <laughs> um, Ouch. Uh, I'll take Columbus. The curse of torts. Yeah. And I will take... God, this is terrible. <laughs> There's nothing good left. <laughs> the avalanche, just because oh, sooner, sooner or later. Oh, wow, dude. They got a decent... They got Without Patrick Waugh, you think that they're going to... Yes. Rise from the ashes. Well, they Kay. still technically have good young players. I'm going to take the Winnipeg Jets. Okay. And I will take the Carolina Hurricane. Really? Hurricanes. Okay, I'll take uh, the Sens and the Leafs. Wow. So this is uh, the easiest choice I'll have all day. I'll take the New Jersey the Devils, because Vancouver Vancouver's. is the worst team in the NHL. Yes, very likely. Okay, dude. Well, that actually went pretty uh, quickly. That was that was pretty efficient, pretty fast, and it's great to see that I have the winning teams. So, thank you, dude. It's gonna be. I'm sure the Lightning's gonna <laughs> freaking win again. Damn it! Did you happen to look at like who? All the ESPN analysts I picked didn't. and stuff. A lot of them picked the Lightning. Like most of them. I looked at. Um, Hockey prospectus and went off of some of their analysis, dude. You know a team that they really like hmm. this year is Winnipeg. I know, and I don't get it. Because of Shifley? I, I don't know. Like they, they had them projected to finish second in, in the Central, and I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't get it at all. I, I don't have that. I don't agree with that. Yeah. But um, that's um, a pick that could look good i like your minnesota pick dude i think that they will think get minnesota's that is gonna be good yeah they'll they'll be good but they they won't they have no chance to win the stanley cup uh, no chance well to, i mean we're they have no chance that the bruce boudreau team dude I they have no them, chance i picked them barely in the top yeah, half so really you'll, only you'll, the, they'll only be the, a playoff team only the top five to eight teams really all i'm trying to do is find a team no 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 i'm not telling you my secret what no, you're going to over. You're gonna, the you're going to take over. it for next year. <laughs> for next year, all plans go in the dumper. No, no, this is my plan every year. It works. What's the plan? To to sell my soul <laughs> to the hockey goddess. All right, Dudas. All right, fine. Her name is Dudas. <laughs> don't 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 tell me your plan, dude. I'll tell you my plan. Okay, my plan is to not tell you my plan. I figured. Okay, yeah. so for those uh, for the refresher, I know we. The the bet is every year we draft all the teams. The team that wins the Stanley Cup, whoever drafted that team, gets a free trip to Vegas. We have the Vegas Cup here. We're looking at it right now. 
And if the Sharks make the Stanley Cup Finals, as they did last year, the bet is off because we will not root against the Sharks. So every year there are two teams I'm drafted. One, of course, is the Sharks. The other is the worst team in the NHL. Uh, I know there's been at least one case where the team that went undrafted actually made the playoffs. There is no chance that Vancouver, God's green earth there's that no Vancouver, Vancouver is makes the playoff. They terrible. are so bad. They're awful. There is no way, dude, and I can't wait to play this back in... Uh, in April when they make the playoffs. When the Sedins have 100 points each. <laughs> okay. Um, dude, let's do a preview. We always do a season preview. Yes. We try to pick, uh, you know, we just do a rundown of the teams in the NHL. This is general NHL uh, content now. So if you only want to hear about, uh, you know, what uh, um, David Schlemko ate for lunch, now's the, <laughs> now's the time to check out. But... Um, Although, did he talk about that? And didn't we get mic'd up? Did he talk about what he had for lunch? Maybe I should recap that. Dude, yeah. Okay. What do you have for lunch? I won't. Uh, Dude, let's talk about... um, I can't remember the names of these divisions anymore because they changed them again. So, let's pick a division. What are we starting with? Well, I think we should start with the Metropolitan. Oh, Or do they change it? Is that what it is? I don't know. You're the one looking at the thing. I'm not, I'm just looking at my rankings. I'm not looking at the names of the divisions. Oh, at least we know what we're talking about. Thank God everybody's listening to this. Our preparation runs deep. Hey, I did my rankings. Okay, so uh, yeah, it is the Metropolitan. Okay, dude, I think we both agree that the Capitals are going to win that division. Is that true? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I've been a big Capitals fan the last couple of years, I thought that they were going to win the cup last year. I was pretty excited about, you know, having them as one of my teams, but they just seem to get, just get completely dogged, yeah. you know? Yep. I think trots with another year, if they can play well under trots, I think they have a really good chance. And obviously their firepower is so great. It's going to be difficult to hold them down. I mean, they just, they ran away with the division last year. It didn't to me. None of the other teams got appreciably better. The Penguins, obviously, with Crosby suffering the concussion last week, they're sort of up in the air. Although the Penguins are still going to be good, I I think I Penguins, Rangers, two and three. I don't know which actual order is. I think that's really going to depend a lot on how how hurt Crosby is and how much time he misses. Yeah, um, yeah, it's hard to disagree with that, dude. I I I think the Rangers are. Are big question mark. You know, new GM. Mm-hmm. They they kind of got the coup by getting the the college kid right to to go play with them. I mean, if he ends up being any good, and Rick Nash can be a important NHL player again, mm-hmm. which he was not last year, certainly not. Then then maybe they'll find their way. But I feel like they're trending down. Like I I think that team is is on the down while you know Pittsburgh is is on the rise, you know, right. or at least the same and Washington will still be good. Uh, the Islanders, they'll be a good team, but yeah. I found, and then I think we both found some of their moves in the off season to be a little strange. Yeah. You know, letting Ocaposo go, letting Nielsen go, replacing them with Chimera and Ladd, older players that are good players. I like those players, but just kind of odd choices, right? you know, and then, later waving parents out like mm-hmm. i i think that there there's some strange stuff going on there 
Um, the other teams in this division, you know, Philadelphia was a surprise last year. Mm-hmm. Can they duplicate what they did? Can they make the playoffs with that goalie tandem of Steve Mason and Michael Neuverth? <laughs> yeah. And so many young players. I mean, it'd be surprising to see that happen. Well, certainly a goddess bear was a revelation. Sure. Last year. And, but and can he do that again? Right. Right. So he's a real fun player to watch. Yeah, I'm sure people saw him in the World Cup, but um, yeah, I I I think the Islanders just have more top end talent right now. I mean, it's hard to beat Tavares, although you know Claude Giroux is pretty great. But mm-hmm. I I still take the I think they're more built top to bottom than the Flyers are. Where do you, where do you have? See, I have the Hurricanes dead last. I think they got great young D and nothing else, and they're in D, in no goaltending. I mean, they're the worst. They might be the worst team in the NHL. They're close. Oh, I, I, I don't think so, dude. I mean, I think Carolina has, they have a lot of exciting young players that they're going to ride this out with right now. And, and are they a playoff team? Probably not, you know, but I think that they're not going to be as bad as New Jersey. You know, I think New Jersey is the worst team in this division. Hmm. You know, they traded their best defenseman for Taylor Hall and then replaced him with who? Uh, Ben Lovejoy? Yeah. Good work. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, They've got a good goalie in Corey Schneider. You know, now they've they've added some more firepower. But I I think New Jersey is is pretty ripe to be pretty bad. Um, Columbus with a full year. Carl Stollery, dude. (laughs) They got Carl Stollery. Columbus with a full year of Tortorella. You know... I could see that maybe being a, a little bit of a surprise. Maybe if if they really buy into his system, maybe and and the Bob plays well, mm. they could surprise. They could be annoying. Yeah, you know, in in how Torts teams are, and and they have some some decent uh, forwards on that team, but. Of those teams, I, I like Carolina the best, actually. And um not saying that, that they're going to win a playoff round, but I think that they may be sniffing around. Uh, they might be. See, I think they might be Edmonton East because they got these great young players, nothing else. They're totally off balance. They have like three top-end young defensemen and no offense. I, you know, that, and uh, dude, they, they were only 10 points out of a playoff spot last year. Dude. Yeah. I mean, they were, had 86 points. They didn't embarrass themselves. They were 35, 31 and 16. I mean, they had 16 ties, which was, uh, her 16, sorry, overtime losses. So, yeah. I mean, they were, they were in a lot of games, dude. I mean, I, I think that they're, they're better than maybe you're giving them credit for, dude. Well, we'll see. Well, dude, moving to the Atlantic division, clearly Tampa Bay is the class of the division. They managed to re-sign Steven Stamkos. If he's healthy the whole year and he's not hanging under this contract dispute was last year, now they have a new guy to to uh, be in trouble with, and that's Jonathan Drouin. But apparently he's on the line with Stamkos, so maybe everything's cool again. It seemed like they kind of worked everything out at the end of last year. I mean, like he was back playing effective. You know, I think Tampa Bay is set up to be a very dangerous team. They were a dangerous team last year without a healthy Stamkos. So right. uh, they've got... They resigned everybody. They resigned Kucherov. They resigned Kalorn. Probably the best one-two goalie punch in the NHL. 
Yep. Um, deep defensive core. It's a talented team. You know, I, I think that they would be, I would agree, you know, and I, and I made them my first pick. You know, I, I think that they... And if I had the number one pick, I would have taken them too. I would yeah, have hesitated. I, I think that they're, they're the clear favorite uh, because of how hard it is to repeat. You know, uh, you don't necessarily go with Pittsburgh. And if you could not see them in the finals, I, I'm not sure where your head is. You know what I mean? The Tampa Bay is going to be in the mix for yeah, sure. Absolutely. And the rest of that division, once you get past, you know, the, the second best team is, is Florida. Florida. And they certainly have issues of their own, you know, that they're getting better. I mean, Florida is getting better, you know, uh, and they signed Jason Demers. They, you know, signed James Reimer. Um, they kept Yager around. I know they lost, uh, Huberdeau, uh, for a while to an injury, but and they you know, lost Brian Campbell. They lost Brian Campbell, but you know, he he ate up a lot of minutes. Sure, he did. Sure, dude. I I think that Demers in the role they'll ask him to play will be just fine, and they won't feel the sting of losing Brian Campbell, uh, especially at, at his age at this point, dude. But um, and they signed Senna Akalatse. No, he was a free agent. Oh, they let him go. Yeah, I think they did. They're destined for success. <laughs> um, but it, it it's hard to get excited about Florida. You could see Tampa really running away with this division, dude. I think that there are some interesting storylines to keep track of here. You know, with Carey Price back, I mean, Montreal was the best team in the NHL last year. In the first two months. In the first two months, and then Carey Price got hurt. Right. And then they were horrible. Right. So that's why I took Montreal so early, dude. Like, I don't like the Subin trade, but Shea Weber doesn't suck. No, he doesn't and, suck. And, and they're basically the same team now with a healthy Carey Price and Shea Weber instead of P.K. Subin. And if there was some sort of problem with P.K. Subin on this team and Shea Weber's going to fix whatever that issue was. Right. And then they have, you know, Radulov to, you know, pout in a corner and maybe score a couple goals. Mm-hmm. I think Montreal could be an interesting situation. I think they're a playoff team. I'm not so sure. I I might I think the Red Wings are better than the than the uh than the Canadians. Oh, I disagree with that, dude. I think the Red Wings are are sad. Like that that's a that's a sad sad rotting flesh of I'm, a group. I'm not saying that I think they're going to win the cup and I'm not saying that they're on the upswing, but I think they're good enough to be better than the Canadians right now. Razik's a good goalie. They still have some decent D. They got Franz Nielsen. They still have Darren Helm. They're 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 good. They're not great. They're good. I think Montreal isn't always good. I think Carey Price saved them. And if he could do it again, then it might be enough, but well, he, he might be the best goalie in the league. Right. Right. Sure. So I would want, if they play in the playoffs, I would take Montreal. You know I mean? You go with the right. team that's got the better goalie. Dude, so, they got Danny DeKaiser. <laughs> the Wings got Danny DeKaiser. Yeah. No, I don't think the Wings are going to suck, but I think that they're a borderline playoff team that if a, a team like, you know, Buffalo is, is the wild card in this situation, you yeah. know, are they going to take a step forward this year? Like a, a big step forward, you know, adding uh, Kyle Oposo 
an interesting play. Um, they added uh, a few other players, dude. Uh, they added Justin Falk, uh, Taylor Fudon. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um. I mean, not they didn't add a bunch I of all stars. I know, dude. I, I thought that there was. I thought that there was somebody else that that they added. I thought they got a defenseman. I thought they tra- didn't they trade for a defenseman, dude? Uh, I can't remember. Anyways, dude, I I think that that this team is is trending in the right direction, and they have Dan Bilesma behind the bench, and they're they're a story to watch. And and you know, Boston. While I question some of their moves. I think they're going to be in the mix too. When no, you've got when Boston's you've got a done. well when you've got a really good goalie, dude. You know, and David Backus for five years is stupid, but in year one, it might not be so bad. And Boston saying they 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 could surprise, dude. I I think that they could surprise in terms of I wouldn't count them out. I think the the, the race for the final spot in this division. It's going to be intense. I think it is going to be kind of a mess. I th- yeah, you're right. I think it is going to be big. I, I, I mean, if you're if you're counting on Brad Marchand to score 35 or 40 goals every year, you're in trouble. Like he's a good player and he's a pain in the ass. And I think every team in the league would love to have him, but you can't. I don't know if you can count on him being your top scorer. And Chara is going to continue to erode. And I don't think there's an obvious guy to step in. Yeah. I don't know. John if, Michael Lyles? <laughs> no. I don't know if, if they're counting on Marshawn to be their top scorer. I mean, I think that they, I I don't think of him as their best player. And they have Patrice Bergeron. They yeah. have David Krejci. You know what I mean? I think that they've got some good pieces, dude. Um, I, This is their last gasp. Yeah. Buffalo traded for Kulikov, by the way. I just remember that. Oh, okay. So Color me unimpressed. <laughs> Sens, dude. Sens, Leafs. That's who was left. Yeah. Who cares? I mean, you know, Sens. Yeah. Sens, Sens I think, are... They didn't are, get anybody good. They got their own players are beating up their best players. So, Clark, <laughs> you, you saw that Clark MacArthur got checked into the boards, another concussion, and then uh, Bobby Ryan ended up fighting the guy. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're, they're, they're garbage. Like, that, that, <laughs> that team is not... Set up for good things. We've got a few interesting players, you. But you know the the whole fact that they traded a younger player in uh, Zabanajad to get Derek Broussard, who yeah, you know that that just sort of sums up where where they are. You know they're they're a a Dion Phaneuf black hole. Let's move to the central, dude. Uh, any argument for anything other than the Hawks? I mean, it's got to be the Hawks again, right? No, I don't necessarily think so, dude. You know, I think the Hawks were you're, exposed. You're saying Preds then? I think possibly. I mean, I the Preds impressed me last year. That was hard. That yeah. was the hardest other than the Penguins. That was the hardest series. And they were fast. I think they're going to be better with P.K. Subban mm-hmm. and a full year of Ryan Johansson. I think they're going to be better. I think they're the problem, like in the Central they're younger. They've got uh, the most dynamic defenseman In the outside league. of Brent Burns, maybe. I mean, the two of them. You Eric could, Carlson. You could, so you've got this incredibly talented high-end defenseman, and they were already kind of starting to change the way that they play. Um, 
I like the Preds. I, I, I like, I like them better than Chicago and, and this, that could be a foolish statement, but I still like the Hawks. I think they, the Hawks, they got, they're good everywhere. They're good everywhere. They got, they got the but two, they're not as two deep of the best as they players. used to be, dude. I mean, when you look at, but it doesn't matter. They rebuilt that way like three times. Now, I know, but like works. I think that it's it's gonna finally catch up to them. Where as okay, well, uh, isn't Marion Hosa hurt again? I don't know. I think he is, or is it Gabrick? Which one? It's Gabrick. Oh, Gabrick. So, Gabrick got hurt in the World Cup. Okay, so you've got Kane, Hosa, and Taze. Right. Right, and then you also have. Um, Panarin, right? Mm-hmm. Four really good players, right. right? And now you're looking at the rest of their lineup. You're going, okay, well, Richard Panic, Jordan Tutu, Ryan Hartman, Vinny Hinestroza. Who? Who are these people? <laughs> I don't know. Marcus Kruger, Tyler Mott, like yeah. Dennis Rasmussen. I don't know who four of those guys are. They right. don't know who they are. Maybe they're good players. Maybe they're prospects. I know who Richard Panic is. I think he's played for 10 teams. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm not that excited about that for them. And then on their blue line, their blue line is very deep and very talented. So uh, if they didn't just get the MVP in Patrick Kane, I might believe this argument, but I don't. Okay. Uh, Blackhawks will be good. I'm not as scared of them as I have been in the past. Yeah, they're, I, I agree. I don't think they're nearly as scary as the Lightning. I don't think they're nearly as scary as the Capitals, but I think they're the best team in the division. So, dude, dude I, I know you see so you have Preds, and we maybe we disagree on the Stars, and I think it's going to be Stars and Wild are going to be up there both. I think both those teams are going to be up there. I think Boudreaux is going to right the ship. Um, he's going to allow these guys to flourish in a different way than Mike Yo did. And I think it's going to work. I don't disagree with that. And I had initially ranked Minnesota much higher in my draft rankings. And then I stopped and realized that they had no chance of winning the Stanley cup. And I pulled them like, I just, <laughs> I don't think they, they can't win. They're not going to win the Stanley cup. They're not better than Nashville. They're not better than Chicago. They won't get past either of those teams. And Boudreaux's teams blow chunks in the playoffs. <laughs> so will they surprise? Could Eric Stahl have a renaissance? Could Jason Pominville score 70 points under Boudreaux? Maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe. You know, you could see Car- Charlie Coyle really break out. Right. Um, Zach got Parise. Some, they got good pieces. Yeah, they, they do have good pieces, dude. They do. Um I think their goaltending they, caught up with them a little bit last year. Are they better than Dallas? Yes. You think I, they're better than Dallas? Yes, because Dallas is D, and their goaltending stinks. I think their their goaltending is it stinks. Yeah. And them losing Goligoski and Jason Demers and replacing him with Dan Hamhues is a huge error. Like, but you can't sign Demers. I I you can't you can't pay Demers. I'd rather you, you can't. Know. No. Well then you not, better not, not then you better have a Florida. solution. But you better but you better have a solution then. They had no solution. Uh, and yeah. th- their solution is Dan Hamhues. Like yeah. I mean, Hamhues can't give you the offensive upside of Jason Demers. And then you so you just but you lost don't, you don't need the offensive upside because you have you have two of the best young offensive players in the league in Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn. You don't need anything else. Those guys yeah. are unstoppable. Completely unstoppable. That was what surprised the league last year. 
is that those guys just could not be stopped. And I think that's not going to change this year. So I still like Dallas. I still like Dallas. Although they're not going to be a surprise anymore. So people might game plan them a little bit better this time. Yeah. Uh, I do not like St. Louis. And I just sort yeah. of felt obligated I don't, I don't like to, to take to take them. I I do think that they will probably be in, in the playoff mix just because of, of the style of play that they use. But I, I think uh, they lost is, so many good players. He's dead man walking. I yeah. think the coach, he's, he's already dead. I don't know why they re-signed him. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Like, he, everyone knows he sort of has a foot out the door already. I bet it wouldn't surprise me if the players completely tune him out this year and they just eat it. That wouldn't <laughs> surprise me in the slightest. Especially since they lost David Backus, their longtime captain, right? Who did yeah. not, who chose not, who they didn't give a competitive enough offer, apparently. Right. And so that's why I'm actually a little bit higher on the abs because this cancer, this whole, this whole Patrick Waugh situation was so bad for that team, clearly. So you think that Waugh was the problem or the fact that they couldn't acquire any good players I think he, young talent? Was he problem. was a problem. They just have one less problem, and I I'm think that's going to help. I'm not trying to champion the guy. I mean, I'm not the guy saying, seems like a grade-A a-hole, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. But, but I, I think his problem was that he was so frustrated with how the team was being run and they're going out and trading for Brad Stewart and that they're doing these really dumb, stupid moves that he couldn't, he didn't want to be a party to it anymore. Right. So he bailed. So uh, I don't know. Like I, who did they acquire that makes you excited? I mean, they're, they have some decent, you know, one-off kind of players like, uh, you know, Fedor Tutin and our old friend, Ben Smith, you sure. know, but, uh, nobody that's going to make a difference. They have some decent young talent. More than decent. Nathan McKinnon's a star. Yeah, and, and they have Gabriel Landeskog, and they have Matt Duchesne. Yeah. They just haven't been able to, to put it together after right. that great run. I think they're just going to be a little bit better. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're... Like last year, they were just a garbage fire because at least now they can have a coach and a GM that actually get along. Who's the coach? I don't even know. Some <laughs> some unknown guy. <laughs> but see, he's like he's not a name. He's a guy that Sackick brought in, and the right. guy's going to toe the line. Right. right. He's not going to be some you know guy who quits in the middle of a game like Wad did back in Montreal, and, and obviously quits on the Avalanche. And I mean, I'm not saying he didn't have a reason. I mean, I'm not saying the team was built like a champion either. But still. How many coaches just quit because, oh, wah, I only have Nathan McKinnon and Matt Duchesne. Wah, 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 I quit. Dude, I'm looking at the Winnipeg roster, and I do not understand what Hockey Perspective sees in it. But they see <laughs> something, understand. dude. They see something, and, you know, those guys are just, they're spitting out numbers, and they're not uh, trying to use their, their, their hockey it, logic. Isn't uh, the behind-the-neck guy, Gabe Desjardins, he's a big Jets fan. Maybe they're just sucking up to You him. think so? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I mean, you look at who they got. I mean, Shifley's obviously a star. He's going to be awesome. They have some good players, dude. And, and, and they got they, Bufflin. And they, they were a pretty good team two years ago, right. remember? Yep. Well, that was their first year in Winnipeg. Sure. So, uh, I don't know. Do I think the Jets are the worst team in that division. That wasn't their first year in Winnipeg two years ago. Wasn't no okay. I can't remember. I don't have the yeah. timeline. I don't have the timeline. But anyway, all right, dude. I think that that's uh, that's the central. That's the central. So, so we move now to the Pacific. Pacific, dude. Is there any question that the Sharks should win the Pacific? Not in my mind. No, the Sharks are the best team in the Pacific and should win it. Yes. 
Correct. I completely agree. Yes, sir. We're a little biased, but I still agree. Well, you look at the surroundings, the landscape here, and it's set up for the Sharks did to the Kings do get, did, very the sh- well. No, I the Kings. We, no, the Kings didn't get better. No, they, that, no, they got worse. Right. There's no question about that. They they totally mishandled the Lucic situation. Right. And they let him get away. Right. And you know they 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 replaced him with Teddy Purcell. Right. And Seto. And Seto, which you know, I mean, Seto made that, the team. Good for him. That there's that part of you that's sort of you know rooting for him to to do well and but the reality is is that you know he'll be a bit player at best and yes. you know you wish him well but he's not going to make that team better than the sharks no it, they're on the down the 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 toilet's been flushed like they're headed down and I love it I love it dude I I don't Anaheim didn't get better did they well I mean no, uh, no, I, I don't. I don't think that they got better. I think that you, you may find them. Some of their younger guys may step up, right? And and now they are in a little bit more of a you know one goalie situation with Gibson, mm-hmm. and bringing back Randy Carlisle may fire up you know some of their <laughs> I veterans. Still I still don't understand. I that. know, but well, they were very successful under him before. Right, you know, so maybe so, that was maybe that was they they were talking to Ryan Getzlaff and they're like, "Who should we get?" And he's like, "We should bring them." Up. Right, right, and 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 we may see them react to that. You know, um, the fact that they have their two restricted players as of this moment, I believe, unsigned. Uh, they're going to start the year without a Rich, Richard Rickard Rickell, but he's hurt, and they're starting without Hampus Lindholm. Who's also, a, who's a really their best player. defenseman, an important player, and and he is unsigned as far as I know, when as we're recording right now. So, could be a lingering issue, dude. Could be a lingering issue, right? But I, they didn't get better. It's just, are their young guys no, going to grow? They didn't get better. I don't. I, I, I hope not. I hope their young guys uh, suck an egg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. So, who's going to be the next best after the Sharks? Well, you can't you can't go all the way to the flames here. Yeah, no, I think I think you. They you, were so you bad last year, and they're not any different. I, I no, can't go I, that far. I think they are different, dude. I, I think that they actually have a number one goalie in Brian Elliott. I think they added some veteran stability. I, I think that they are they are the next best team. I think that I I think they could pass the Kings, dude. I I, I do. I still have the Kings in second, but uh, I have the Flames in third. So you have the Ducks out of the playoffs? Yes, I do. Hoofa, dude. Hoofa. Nah. Um, this this whole Randy Carlisle part two electric boogaloo is going to die. <laughs> it's going to. I hope suck. you're. I hope you're right. It's and, not going to work. And and I hope that you're right. But I think Calgary is a playoff team this year, like they were two years ago. I think that they are dangerous. They have some really high end young talent. And we'll see where this goes. You know, um, they'll be exciting. I think they were losing so many seven to five games because their goaltending was so bad mm-hmm. that Brian Elliott's going to help that and 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 help it considerably. So the question is, for me, the big question. Some people are picking the Oilers to like make the playoffs. Some people are saying Connor McDavid is going to be MVP. The Oilers are the to me, after you know. The the big the big teams to watch 
you know, that could could really rise this year are the Wild, the Flames, and maybe the Oilers. And the Oilers are a lot more precarious, but the yeah. Oilers could make a huge jump forward this year. You know what I missed? I, I missed that Chris Russell signed with the Oilers. Boy, boy yeah. did they misplay ha- that hand, huh? Chris Russell. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy was like one of the most sought-after pieces at the trade deadline, and then he can't even get like a multi-year contract. Yeah. And he ends up signing a one-year deal with the with the Oilers. Oops. Mm. Um, the... I still think they're a mess, dude. I just think that they're a mess. And I don't think Lucic is the person that you're deserves to get the the tribal mantle and run with it. You yeah. know, that's not well, the I mean, person you're they bringing made, in. They made McDavid the captain. I mean, they're obviously going in that direction. The question is, can they can they calm everybody down? I don't know. Can maybe McDavid maybe I mean, the kid's 19 and they already gave him the captaincy of a very storied franchise. I mean, the 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 franchise of Gretzky and Curry and and Coffee and Messier. So the question is, is he can he lead? Can he provide that accountability that it seemed like the Oilers have been missing all of these years? And maybe that they they wanted Taylor Hall to be and and he wasn't. I don't well, know. I mean, I I don't have an issue with that. I mean, like, I don't have an issue with. He's clearly the best player. Yeah. Well, let him run with it. I, I have an issue that their roster still sucks. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> and I, I don't have an issue with it. I think it's amusing. Like, they yeah. they haven't. They're not better. Like, I mean, they're okay. You know what? They are better. That's not true. I think they are better. But the way they had to go about it is fairly embarrassing. I agree. You know, like the, they should have been this better two or three years ago. That they traded Taylor Hall for a. Good, a good defenseman, yeah. maybe a second pairing defenseman, right. right? A young second pairing defenseman with a good contract. They had to give away Nail Yakupov, yes. just to get rid of him. Yes, for you know they may get a third or a second out of it, and some ECHL player, right? That's embarrassing. That is, he's a number one overall pick, and he's still in his early twenties. And they basically gave him away for a bag of pucks and a Tim Hortons gift card. Yeah, not good. So. Um, no, they're not going to make, but that might be addition by subtraction. I mean, that guy, I think was, you know, they said we want to give him a fresh start, which is basically get him as far away from the city as possible. I'll say this dude. I think that the Arizona coyotes will be better than the Edmonton Oilers. How about that? Okay. I'll, Let's make a side bet on that. Okay. Yeah, I think the Oilers would definitely be better than the Arizona Coyotes. Okay, what's the side bet? It's got to be something small because I'm going to lose the other bet. <laughs> um, a uh, all you can eat at a Sharks game. It's been shook upon. Done. It's been shook upon. Uh, and drink all you can eat and drink at a Sharks game. Shook upon. Okay. All right. Very nice. Um, I think Arizona has. You know, similar high-end talent. They waived all their players. You see, they waived Mahalik. They waived like half their team. Well, they 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 waived their crappy players, dude. <laughs> Those guys aren't that bad. I don't know why they're trying to get rid of them. Well, I think that they have younger, more exciting players that they want to play, and they don't want to have some of these old fogies taking up the 
taking up those spots anymore. You got dude. Jamie McGinn. You're right. I take ah. it back. Can I have my? Can I? Can we uh, nullify <laughs> the the bet? Okay, dude. You you just you wait and see. You wait and see. Arizona's going to be better than Edmonton. We're talk, trying to pick between the two bottom feeders here. I think we both agree that Vancouver is the worst. Is an embarrassing state of affairs. They have no idea what they're doing. They have no direction. They seem to be clinging to the hope that maybe they can make the playoffs with what is still an aging core. Their signing of Louis Erickson is hilarious and stupid. And, and I like Louis Erickson as a yeah, player. Yeah, he's not a bad player. But he is exactly what they don't need. They don't. They, that was not. I can't believe he went there, actually. You got to figure he got similar offers from other places. Dollar, and he dollar looked at bills, that, yo. <laughs> and he looked at that and went, hmm, a chance. There's no pressure here. He's going to get plenty of playing time. Sure. That's for sure. Yeah. But he'll, and I guess maybe if you like being done in April, <laughs> right. maybe he just really <laughs> likes golf. Yeah. <laughs> Big golf. He can go play in the, um, in the world championships every year. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, I don't know. This team, Stinky, not good, <laughs> yeah, not a good team. Terrible, dude. Dude, I'm excited for the season. I gotta tell you, me too, dude. Me too. Um, I think the thing that gives me the most pause is that now the Sharks have expectations again. Yeah, and I know. when the Sharks have had expectations, they don't seem to live up to them. And they went from being a general afterthought last year mm-hmm. to everybody, including Sharks fans. No, no one thought they were going to make the Stanley Cup Finals. No. Which was what made the whole ride even that more, much more exciting. Whereas this year, now I think we look around and we go, okay. Why not? Why not? Why, why couldn't they do it again? Chicago's good, but I think we can play with Chicago. Mm-hmm. Nashville's good, but we've already proven we can beat them. And those are the two best teams, I think, that are in, in the way. Mm-hmm. So, and likely you'd only have to play one of them. If the Sharks can right. stay healthy. They can get the number one spot in the Pacific. They should have a decent road to the conference finals. Cause yep. I don't think the other Pacific teams are going to be posed that much of a challenge. I agree, dude. I agree. It's, it's exciting. I'm cautiously excited because I think they're they're better and I really want to see how Bodker does with this team I'd yeah. love to see how like right now I think it's Couture, Bodker and Donskoy on the second line is that what I heard and then it's going to be Ward and Tierney and Marlowe on the third line I don't mind that at all that's a pretty good third line right so who's on the first line maybe Donskoy Hurdle. Hurdle's on the first line right yeah. Right. So I don't mind I don't mind that lineup at all. Right. And then the fourth line would be Wingles and Carlson and Nieto. And Nieto. Maybe, maybe. Which is I mean, that's it's not a bad fourth line either. It's really not. You if know? they can if they can do their jobs, right? If they can sure. if they can do that role. Well, you gotta figure all of them know that they're kind of on notice. Yes. Right. And yes. and so if you're keeping that carrot in front of them, that they can look just right down the hall and see that there's some good young players here. And if they screw up or get hurt, they could be out of a gig. Mm-hmm. Then that might keep, keep the the fire alive. I, I really want to see Tommy Wingles play. Well, I think he adds a really important element to mm-hmm. the sharks 
He draws, he draws penalties like a fiend. People must hate him. Yeah, he draws penalties. He adds that toughness that, you know, say what you will about Roman Polak, but, you know, the, the guy was basically a human brick. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, he was a security blanket right. for a lot of the players on the team that now, you know, you're not going to find... You don't want to be asking Brent Burns to do that. Right. You don't want... No, no, no. You know... Uh, Joel Ward to do that like that's not their role right, right? Mm-hmm. and even someone like Brandon Dillon who's a big dude like still not really what he's known for right yeah. but he's he's a physical guy I think sure he, he's the physical guy on the blue the line. Sharks are not going to be a physical team but you need to have guys who are willing to mix it up mm-hmm. right a little bit and I think Wingles is that guy dude dude Kings tomorrow night let's do it Go Sharks. Go Sharks! Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.